Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to have you back with us in the studio. Hello there again, Gina. All right. It's also great to have our friend, Father Thomas Daly here. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Thank you, Gina. Well, Matt and Father, you don't need to read or watch much news to know that we live in a violent world, one that's filled with a number of battles, both external and internal. And as Christians, you also know that we often use battle imagery to describe our experience. We talk about engaging in spiritual warfare, or we speak of the church militant. But what I want to know is, when do our swords of the Spirit wound the body of Christ and end up doing more harm than good? Well, there's certainly that danger uh, all the time. I think that our military sensibility, if you will, is sort of naturally appealing to folks because there's a rallying kind of sense to it. And it's something that's in Scripture, too. Very much so. And the the struggle of life itself is there all the time. The difficulty, I think, that comes with it is when the zeal we have for living better or doing better is kind of overtaken by the zealousness and the focus shifts to the battle instead of the growth and improvement in life. And this has happened before throughout church history, that we've kind of erred too far on the side of the zealous and the militant, correct? I think it happens It happens often, and it's always a possibility precisely because we don't live in a perfect world. And there's always that struggle between good and evil, between right and wrong, That always that desire to, to do better and to be better. But the question is, how do we go about that? It strikes me that it's overly simplistic. I'm with the good guys and we're against the bad guys. There's too many shades of gray there. Good guys aren't always so good, and the bad guys aren't always bad. And we can lose sight of the person with this spiritual militancy. Isn't that right? Very much so. But again, that us against them mentality, you see it in sports, you, yes. see, it in, you see it in everything, because there's a natural tendency to want to identify myself with one side or the other. And in doing that, the risk is then I denigrate the other side because they're not my side. And if we depersonalize them, then anything's possible. Very much so. If we don't always, always remember that people are people, first and foremost, what they stand for, what they believe in, what they propose, what they argue about, first and foremost, we're all children of God. The image and likeness of God, yes, which is so central to the way we approach our faith in the first place. But Father, you've been doing some research on a particular saint who, in his own life, encountered this struggle to either over-identify with the militant imagery or re-examine his own heart for the presence of charity in it. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. It's not my research. Let me make that clear. It's the research of a historian uh, named Tom Donlan, whose doctoral work and whose recently published book was about St. Francis de Sales. And the title caught my eye because he called it the reform of zeal. Francis de Sales lived in and around the time of the great wars of religion in Europe. There was a military context to his life and that militarization of the culture also informed religion. I mean, they were literally fighting wars about 
religion not long after the Protestant Reformation. And so it was the us against them, the Catholics against the Protestants, the true believers against the heretics, however you want to shape that, that very much kind of characterized the spirit of Europe at the time in which Francis de Sales was growing up. And according to Tom Donlan's research, you know, Francis de Sales was part of that as a youth in the sense of that kind of, you know, we want to fight for the faith and make our lives better for the faith and that sort of youthful militancy. But he never he never accepted that fully as he grew as the best way to approach this. And so he championed instead what he called the little virtue of gentleness, which sounds really soft and sounds really kind of simplistic. But as anyone who has tried to live that way will tell you, it's hard. It's a challenge to be gentle and kind and meek, especially when, quote unquote, the other side is fighting. But that was, in a nutshell, Francis de Sales's approach. What are some examples of how we can implement this in our daily lives? I mean, I think a lot of us would say, well, I know that if I actually physically strike someone, you know, and saying I'm acting on behalf of the Lord, that's probably not a, a good sign there. That's probably not the way Jesus wants us to act. But a lot of times we're getting into war of words or we're really kind of denigrating each other either online or behind each other's backs or to each other's faces. What are some very practical strategies for becoming gentle in our interactions? I think you can take something as simple as tone of voice. You may not be able to see that online, but you you can sense it. And just toning it down, not making it belligerent. Maybe a few less exclamation points. That's certainly one way. Capital letters. Or, Or watch the emojis. But the gentleness that Francis de Sales is promoting is an attitude, is an approach to life. I'll tell you a quick story. He had a military leader in his day come in and vociferously demand to learn how to be more virtuous. And Francis de Sales kind of said to him in modern day English, well, you can start by not slamming the door on me. Uh, I mean, it sounds so ridiculously simple, but it's it's an approach. It's an attitude. It's a perspective that is calming against what is very much the natural reaction, that natural propensity to get angry. One of the things I hadn't thought about until you were talking about the history of France a moment ago, the culture is very powerful. And we are in a culture that is militarized. We've been in this mm-hmm. global war on terror since 9-11, And the global war on drugs, too. Global war on drugs. We had a war on poverty. We had the Cold War. We're always in war. Right. So we have this oppositional attitude. And as you say, it comes out in our sports, in Mm -hmm. our communications, interpersonal and otherwise. Mm -hmm. How does one change the culture toward one that is nonviolent? Big question, I know. It's a huge question. And I wish I had the answer. I wish the answer were easy. But I think it comes down to how we change ourselves in dealing with one another, whether that's the coach talking to his young athletes, whether that's parents with children, teachers with students, colleagues at work, you know, the boss and the employee, the shouting, antagonistic, whoever screams louder wins kind of approach to life is just continuing that warring culture. And I think just one person at a time, we learn to change that. And also the role of listening, it strikes me, that not every comment needs a response, that there is a time for silence and a time for just simply listening to the other person. There is. And again, I think that's part of the gentle approach to life that says, okay, you know, the other person may have something to say. I may not like it. I may not like how they say it, but let them say it and then respond gently and kind. 
we run into this a lot in Catholic Philly. Oh, sure. I think any media outlet has to grapple with comments, whether it's about the story or, again, from the culture from which the story is springing. We deal with an awful lot of anger. Very much so. I think you can't get away from that. I think that the, the trap that we don't want to fall into, though, is continuing that or advancing that by responding right. with anger or, at the other end, not doing the kind of thing that might provoke that anger. And I'm not saying to avoid what might be bothersome to folks, but recognize that how we say what we say also matters. And I would think, too, that if you find yourself, even in the name of, quote unquote, defending your faith or trying to be a good Christian or a good Catholic, if you find yourself in a constant state of anger and agitation, I would think you may want to check your relationship with the Lord and see if it's where it should be. And that's very much what Francis de Sales was teaching in everything he taught, in all his letters of spiritual direction. For instance, he would have folks write to him that say, I'm, I'm really trying really, really hard to, you know, to be a better person. And he would write back and basically say, stop trying so hard because the trying is getting in the way of you being patient and humble and gentle. So the very zeal that we have for something good and that inclination is good, but when the zeal gets in the way of the good, then it's not good zeal. Father Daly, where's a good source readers could go to learn more about St. Francis de Sales' spirituality? I certainly won't recommend all the books that I wrote about it because that would, be, <laughs> that would not be humble. Feel free. Feel uh, free. You're our friend. No, I think the best place to start to read Francis de Sales are any of his letters, the letters of spiritual direction. There's a book called The Art of Loving God. Anything that includes his letters because his letters are short, they're to the point, they address very human concerns, and you get the sense of his gentle approach to guiding people to perfection. Now, one of the great things he writes and, and directs people about is the idea that none of us is going to be perfect in this life. So you can try as hard as you want and you can be as zealous as you want and it's not going to happen. So realize that. Be thankful for the grace of God in your life and keep moving forward. Father Daly, thank you so much. It sounds like such a reassuring breath of fresh air and something that just lets you sigh and say, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be angry. No, but we have to try to be. Perfect, I mean, not angry. <laughs> not angry. <laughs> and it's also reassuring to know that in Francis de Sales, we have someone who lived this out in his own life, that the struggles repeat themselves through history and that we have friends in the communion of saints who can help us. Very much so. In our present struggle. Thank you so much. We hope to see you again soon. I hope so. All right. God bless. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Funding for catholicphilly.com comes from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and from readers and listeners like you. Support excellence in Catholic journalism. Visit catholicphilly.com and click on Make a Donation.